When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the Daily Live. Everton versus Crystal Palace tonight in the FA Cup. You would have forgotten there was a game mm. <coughs> this week with uh, everything that has um, that has gone on so far, and obviously Richard Masters <coughs> stared the whole pot again yesterday. With uh, with his comments, I just want to clear something up for for some people who thought that what we're saying about certainly from my perspective, what we're saying about the small club comment, mm. like I don't really care personally whether he thinks Everton are a small club or not. I'm not asked. I know how big Everton are and history and trophies and everything else tells you how big a football club Everton are. And the fact that there's a story about us every single day also tells you how big Everton are. It's much, much bigger than that. This is not getting the cob on because Rafa Benitez called us a small club in 2007. This is, it, it's it's the bigger picture to this, that we have a representative and, and quite a powerful representative of a Premier League, as in the chief executive officer, stand up when being questioned and refer to, to members of the Premier League as small clubs. What, what's your owners. owners, yeah, owners, because they're all owners of that league when they're in it, as small clubs. And that, if he's prepared to say that while being questioned by MPs there, in that environment, what are they saying when they're in their comfy little corridors at Premier League Let headquarters? Play, play for us, please. Play what he said. So this is what, this is what we're talking about. Here it is. It's on yeah. one of the VTs. We will get it for you now. That'll play. Here sort we go. of Everton front. That, can you understand why there will be a degree of cynicism among fans? That we, yeah, we've talked a lot about the cliff edge between the Premier League and the rest of football. Um, there does appear to be a cliff edge inside the Premier League where if you're a really big club and therefore you can not only afford the best players but the best lawyers, then you get embroiled in legal matters that take 10 years or never come to fruition. Whereas if you're Everton or not, or, or, or Forest, um, there's an expedited procedure, to, to, to use your phrase, where suddenly, in the middle of the season, they get knocked 10 points off and get threatened with relegation, where on the pitch, they, they wouldn't deserve that. Do you understand the cynicism that, that develops around that? I, I, I do understand the issue, and I, I try to... Um, um, to separate the two in the sense that I've said that those standard directions are for everybody, they're not just for the small clubs. So if anybody was found uh, to be in breach and put forward their PSR calculation that was above the threshold, then we're doing exactly the same thing on exactly the same time frame. There's a very separate process for the other cases um, because they are fundamentally different in nature. Unfortunately, I can't go into all of that today. There you go. That was what, that was the comment, um, and like I say, it's it, he's showing for me an unconscious bias. It might be it, listen. It might be a very very conscious bias, mm. but the way it's it's come out is that they are admitting that they don't see each club as equal within that environment. Now, when they like I said, when he goes back to the corridors at HQ. Mm. then they might be going. These are the only teams that matter. For us, and it yeah. might we always say that's the big six, don't we? But for all we know, it's three or four. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's three or four that matter, and the rest kind of don't. So that was my thing: the fact that he was prepared. To, and I know it's a, it might be a Freudian slip. It might be he's under pressure and he's not thought. But doesn't that just give you a little bit of insight out to how the Premier League is viewed by someone who's operating it? Yeah, I mean, he says it all there, doesn't he? You know, he's that he was supposed to be equal. You know, and again, we know turnovers are not equal. We know <clears throat> fan bases are not equal, and we know trophy cabinets are not equal. And we all understand the hierarchy of football. Of we're not course, yeah. we're not stupid, 
but the, for the guy to be in charge to say it, I think is it is a slip that has obviously gone unnoticed. Um, and again, other people can make fun of it and can 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 say what they want, but. I just, I just, I'm not like bothered about. I know we're Everton are, are a smaller club mm. than other clubs, and mm. they're a bigger club than other clubs. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah. that there's a hierarchy in football. There's a food mm. chain. Mm. We all know that. Um, but just, just to say it in something like that, and it's just a, it's disappointing that that committee didn't have enough football people in the room who understood the consequences of what he said there and that the questioning was probably not as stringent of what it could have been if real sort of experts had been in the room. I mean, let's be honest, right? MPs are all generally lawyers. You know, some of them will have come from like professional backgrounds, some will be doctors. Some of them, don't get me wrong, will be like Ian Byrne, the working yeah. class man done well. Yeah, yeah. Got in, don't get mm. me wrong. Um, but a lot of them are just people who don't quite underst- don't understand those levels. And that mm. again, that's another reason why we need an independent um, regulator is because he can sit there all day and he can come out with words and spout different things, but are the people in that room truly going to believe or understand, well, certainly understand what he's what he's putting across to them? And um, they're, they're just pulling the wool over the eyes of those, those kind of people. And don't get me wrong, like the government, or any government, whether it be, doesn't matter what party, should have any control over the football or any sport in this mm. country because they'll just make a mess of it like they do everything else. But that's why it has to be uh, an independent regulator to to oversee it. Otherwise, these people are marking their own homework, and that's where we all know why the world is why it is because that's been going on for too long. We know <laughs> there's too many dodgy people giving each other little uh, backhanders or little contracts or whatever it is. We need true independence, and I think with football, I do believe you will get true independence because it is, it is. It is our most important commodity in this country. I can't like can't stress that enough because actually we don't have any un- industries left. <laughs> They've all been sold off. Mm-hmm. We don't have any industries left. This is our true biggest industry in this country. Premier Premier League football, the Championship. Oh, you can shake your head, John, but it just is. It just is. There's nothing. Not tell me one other thing in this country that has an impact like Premier League football around the world. Financial service. No, no. To you, a little kid sitting there in India going, I want to be a financial... No, no, but it is, though. That's the impact. That's the impact of Premier League football. No one wants to be a, a, a financial a financial thing in, in any way. For Premier League is what goes, beams into every single person's house. I get that. It's not the biggest industry in this country. That's what I'm saying. Uh, 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 yeah. There'll, there'll be a lot different caveats on that. For me, it's the number one thing. It's the number one thing on the news. It's the number one thing everywhere, um, and it's being it's being messed around all the time. And it needs someone in charge. And when so when people go on and say things like that, you can <clears throat> you can uh, you can see how they view every other club. And as you you know, it could be two, could be three, could mm-hmm. be four. Um, certainly don't they're not viewed as equal amongst the Premier League no it definitely isn't mm. but they and he's, he's let that Damascus slip where that's concerned mm. you said it out it comes and it, it can't be put back in the box mm. it's done and um, I think it is further reaching some people will be bothered by it others won't but I think a lot of other fans have picked it up and have yeah. been like what kind of a comment is that it's not, not in case yeah, not, yeah. I don't even mean the ones who were going having a go yeah, or whatever yeah. that, that's neither here nor there that's tribalism at its best but mm. who cares what Richard Masters has really got to say his mm. opinion on Everton couldn't care less do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. it's when you're saying that about when you're the CEO of a company you should be bigging every every club mm. up yeah. And saying it's equal. he should have been there saying everything's equal, the Premier League's equal, everything we do is equal. That should have been his message. Everyone will get an equal chance. Mm-hmm. Everyone will get exactly. We we'll look, we look after everyone exactly the same. That's what the the strength is in unity and blood. All the stuff they tried to say when six wanted to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. So, listen, it is what I it mean. Is, they were but... all equal then, weren't they? 
when they all well, wanted, that was it. That's the when they wanted it. them to keep, you know, putting the pressure on the six mm. who wanted to go, we were equal then. Yeah. You know, we they needed us then. So, um, we'll see what happens from there. One we? thing I have noticed about this whole thing, though, I think there's definitely been a shift in the the media landscape about it. There's nobody, there's nobody defending us this time. There's nobody coming out and uh, trying to fight our corner for us, apart from obviously local journalists. I think the national media have been massively briefed this time by the by the Premier League. There's nobody out there like really mm. fighting our corner. There's people maybe talking about the larger implications and may you know people are dropping Man City's name in there and stuff like that. But so far all the journalists I've seen, I know we spoke about it yesterday, all all the journalists seem to be um very, very critical of of us because it's almost like, well, you know, you've done it twice now. Without really understanding the facts of it again and putting that across and um and it and it, and again it's that's for the the you know that's for the wider world where who who all they see is the headlines and the controversy and oh Everton done it again so that shows you that you know and all that kind of thing and it's it's interesting it is interesting as I said because I think for the first time around, I think a lot of people had a lot of well certainly. Maybe not when we got charged, but certainly when we got the 10 points, there was an element of sympathy for us, but almost I think feel like that sympathy's gone out the window now. Well, it will, because I think if you're just taking a, a totally... Um, if you're supposed... I mean, now a lot of these journalists aren't, um, aren't you know, neutral. We know that the, the, the fans of clubs, and they try to play it down, but you can see by way, what they write, who they follow and who they big up and all that who they are but for them they will just see a club that has failed it twice on the run mm. so the where has we got sympathy last time my my interesting thing will be when the independent commission changes the actual thing and says Everton actually didn't do that what will the what will they do then if the independent commission comes round and like John said yesterday puts the things in the proper boxes they were put in, so Everton don't fail. PSR will they? Will there be big apologies from them and big stories about how they got it wrong? Will the shite? Because they've already they've already had to go. Mm. But that's the way it is. We've brought a lot of that on ourselves. We have. We know this. The people who the people who oversaw this mess. Yeah, yeah. Our CEO, you know, was happy to take the bonus and disappear into the hills. The fella who should be getting dragged up back on a bedsheet because he's in charge of the finances has disappeared as well. Yeah, I see. Far I, I, Sherry, who owns the football club. See, I, I, I get the all this, from right? him, by the way. I get all this and I get what Carragher was saying, but it's too little too late. This stuff should have been being said. This stuff I know, that, but No, I know, but this stuff that's been getting said by the fans for the last two, three years, the journalists just battered it off. You still got people like Oliver Holt who defend Kenley to the to the high heaven. This is the, the. It's great saying it now, and I I appreciate what Carragher said in his article. In all fairness, he said it a year ago as well, no, and he called them I'm, the worst run football club. Yeah, I well, know he did, and, and he was. And after, he got a phone call after, from. But I think there's, he there's, back but I think there's a time and a place. I don't think that's what we need right now. Oh, that's I think, fine, I think there's a fo- I'm I, saying. I don't think that's the defence what we need <laughs> right now because that's not, that doesn't that points the fingers at one people where right now we need to point the fingers pointed at another set of people. No, but there's a, what I'm saying is fingers should be pointed everywhere. But I'm saying if you're a me, if you're a journalist who's got no affinity to it, well, basically if you're in the pockets of the Premier League, and let's be honest, the ones who are, are back in the Premier League are in the pockets of them because they have to be, otherwise they get all the privileges removed. They're not gonna come out and defend Everton again, are they? Why would you? I don't. I don't want Breach, them. To, you've breached. But I don't want them PSR to defend, twice on the run. I don't want them to defend Everton. What so I what, want them what to do. do, do them what to I do. want them to do is look at the 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 actual thing that is going on. The actual fact that the cha- the rules are changing. Go deeper. But, into, he, but you said he, he doesn't said they are changing now. No, they are changing them. They just said they weren't changing them. They weren't going to be for next season. So, but but that's point irrelevant. Being, then you'll say. Well, it's not. It's not relevant because it is changing. Everyone knows it's changing. The point being is, is that instead of I'm not saying defend Everton. I don't want them to defend them. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> we need. We don't need those headlines because there's only so many headlines. There's only so much you get out of this. People need to be looking at what's gone on and 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 how we've come to this this place. That's that's what you know. We can we've pointed those fingers. We've done that all day long. And what I'm, I don't need personally to see 
the people, we know who caused this. We know it was the Everton board and it was Farad Mashiri. No one needs to tell us. But let's have a look how we are in this situation of of being here. And it's interesting again is that it what the media is like the Everton side of things is very much different from the Forest side of things as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't see anything about Forest, and yet their numbers are probably much worse than ours. Mm. And 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 we're not really. You look at all the headlines. And it's well, I've seen Forest so- again away. Like in terms of this again, I'm not saying they're getting away with it because they're being punished. But there's no real. No one's really looking at them going. What you've done. what people what I saw yesterday was Everton are still trying to protest their innocence and Forrest have held their hand up. So therefore Forrest deserved the sympathy and Everton deserved none. That's that, a, that's that was a, a viewpoint. So that's, that's a weird way to no. look at things, isn't it? That's a mm-hmm. just <laughs> you know, so you protest your innocence, you mm-hmm. should be frowned upon. Yeah, that's yeah. But that's, that's a what, very that's where we're at though, aren't we? Very strange. And when you allow when you take anything that someone who writes about football says with it with any seriousness when they are just as bad as Richard Masters for bias, and they are, all of them. There isn't a decent journalist out there who can give you a unbiased opinion if it's a football club he doesn't like. You do, you'd only have to look at what they write. It's, it's, they're all the same. You know, Brian Farrell says, oh, Baz hasn't listened to the latest Athletic podcast. He'll be spitting feathers, very unsympathetic to Everton. But they will be because they've allowed journalists have been allowed to write whatever they want. No, no facts in it. And if they, they fact check them, they just go, "Oh yeah, all right." They don't go out and rewrite the stuff. They don't even reference it. So that's what we're up against. There's no, there's, there's no way around it. They, they, what can you do? You've got to get ahead of it. You've got to get ahead of it as a, as a, as a. How can we get ahead of it, though? Because the football club have clearly not got the message out well enough and haven't got someone, someone out there who can get the message out there, who is, who's going on Sky Sports News, going on Radio 5, going on Talk Sports, and putting Everton's side of the case out, of, out there. They're relying on people, local media, to try and break into that wall. And the problem is... Your lo- local media aren't getting on Sky Sports News at half ten when it's the when it's the press roundup. They're not going on um, Sky News when they're looking for someone to a talking head to go on it. You know, Sky won't won't even won't even come near us now because they're scared of what we say. So what you you need somebody who can get in front of them and get the facts across. And the and the the problem is the the rest of the world isn't hearing. Whether it's the right message or the the right story, the wrong story, whatever whatever anyone believes, what they're hearing is clearly at the moment what it sounds like is the Premier League's version of things because they're being well briefed. Because the Premier League clearly have made sure that certain journalists are being looked after. You only have to know that by the fact that things have been leaked to them. So if you leak something to us, you're going to... David Ornstein putting the story out the day before. Uh, Martin Ziegler putting stuff out dropping breadcrumbs weeks before that what it was the, the the fact that it was being put out there that it was going to be a, it was going to be 10 points before or and the, or the premier league wanted 12 points that journalists will will go oh, I've got a good source here I will I'll keep this up Everton have to manufacture a way to get their side of the story better told mm. and if it's it needs what needs to come from within, as far as I'm concerned. It needs a spokesperson, it needs somebody who can stand up in front uh, or can go on Sky Sports News and say, This is listen, this is what happened, or this is what we believed happened, and no, we're not being listened to. Because all I'm hearing is the Premier League side of things at the moment. And it sets a narrative, it sets a tone, it sets it sets this idea that, and I think we had this before the first one, that Everton were already guilty before mm. they even walked into that room. So how does a, you know, an independent commission, you're already literally guilty before you've walked into a room. And I think that's where Everton have got to get better at. Because, and as I say, that's why I sort of take umbrage with what Carragher said in a way, because that's... We know who put us in this situation. Everybody knows. I, I don't think that's the story for right now. He's absolutely right. He's, I, don't, I don't think he's wrong at all. I just don't believe that's the story that we need to hear right now. We mm. need stories of like 
So on on Saturday when we've got we've got the Metro Mayor and the Metro Mayor of Manchester sitting down and going through, and there's they've got important people to sign up to it. Has that story really permeated the national media? That two really powerful Metro Mayors in this country have sat in front of fans and said we are producing this letter. Has that really has that really been put out there? Uh, in the national media local media i think certainly and certainly what we see because we we see a lot of like evan stuff but i don't think that's even that's even got into and i think that's where carragher should be standing behind them and saying i'm with these people this is what's going on mm. I, I think going after going after going after Mishiri in the board is almost like a year old story and I, and I, and he was there don't get me wrong he was there he was there then pushing that story in. No, I absolutely was. and I absolutely agree with everything he says I just think those headlines should be for something else right now um because we are we're we're we're, we're losing the public battle we re- we really are we really are no one's got any sympathy for us and and maybe maybe that's that's right in a way but that's because we're not getting our story out like the idea of like you just said before, if the commission says, um, well, the first time actually it was just because you'd administer you'd fucked up your administration. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Like even the thing of like saying the Premier League saying Everton have admitted to this. Everton haven't admitted to this. What they've done is they've had to literally when you hand in your when you hand in your um, your forms and you go over, you're literally admitting to it. But they're not admitting getting circumstances, mm. aren't they? So. I just think we have to. We have to get. I don't know who will do it, Pat. But that's, the that, but that's up to the club, isn't it? That's up to the club to find someone um, who can who can do that. Perhaps if the Premier League had got a fucking move on, we'd have new owners who'd be able to put someone forward. But again, that's just being put at the bottom of a pile. If you're not going to pass the things, bin them then. It's it's the same thing. We're being held. We're being dictated to by a fella that has proved his bias yesterday. They just they just got us in limbo. We've got 10 points hanging over you. But we're, we're going to try and charge it again. We might give you another point, even though I don't think it'll happen, but we might have more points on the two different seasons because we'll just make it up as we go along. And the other thing that we'll keep it in limbo for as well is that we'll just decide whenever we'll get down to deciding whether these owners can have you or not. Because all of this, like, they haven't given us satisfactory answers. If I ask Ned a question and he gives me an unsatisfactory answer, I ask him again for it. And if he still gives me one, I give him a deadline to give me the right answer. I don't just go, get back to us when you want, lads and ladies, which seems to be what the Premier League have done. There's two ways of looking at that, isn't it? There's two ways of looking at that. Premier League probably should have a time limit for when they allow anyone to take over at a football club. Hmm? If you don't give us the answers by this date, that's it, it's off. go. Or the other way to look at it is they want it to happen and are giving them enough time to give us the satisfactory answers, isn't it? It's like the yeah. positive and the negative, isn't it? It's like I just think look that... at the Newcastle thing. The Newcastle thing should never have happened, but if they had the time and if they had time limits, they would have cut it off. Mm. But clearly, the Premier League wanted the Newcastle thing to happen of course. And, and pushed and pushed and pushed and let them. So that is. That it, that's that's uh, do Ned his favorite throw us the 777 mono, please. BT2. And when will Everton find out if the takeover by 777 partners is um, going to be confirmed by the Premier League? Um, as soon as we have completed the process, and unfortunately, some processes take a matter of weeks, some, uh, if they're we haven't had satisfactory answers to the questions that we have asked, it takes a lot longer. And so, how long is this one going to take? He's already been running for a number of weeks, so it's going to take longer. And how much longer? I don't know. I, I can't say. It's a, it is a very difficult question to answer. <coughs> weeks, days, months, years? Weeks. Well, hopefully weeks. That's what he had to say about uh, the the takeover and, you know, they haven't given us satisfactory answers, so I'll, I'll decide when I can be asked. It, it, that's how it come across anyway. Might, that might be me being a little bit... Um, sensitive to it but John I mean this thing has gone on and on and on they said 12 weeks triple seven thing it started in September Everton were told it'd be early December that's when they expected the decision 
then they've, they've been given three other dates since then and the last one was last week and they haven't been told so I mean what what did you make of Master's answer and do you believe it? they should have been given a cut off for it as in if you're you don't get these unsatisfactory answers to us by then or for you is it just the case of that's just the way it is we just get on with it um, where, where are you on this where I'm at it on it is um, this is an open-ended process. Mm. You know, people talk about it will take a certain amount of time, but mm. that's just guesswork. Mm. Okay, so if we go back to the beginning. My understanding was the entity that was expected clearly a bit like the referee when VARs happen. Mm. It's always the ref who actually formally makes the decision. Right? Same applies here. The formal decision is going to come out the Premier League. The expectation was, my understanding at the beginning was, and this came straight from people who, sh who know, mm. right, that the FCA had a substantial backlog of stuff they were doing, and it was possible, if not likely, the FCA would be the la last one to yeah. come, come back with their answer. And then, of course, we'd hear what the Premier League said. Yeah. The FAA, the FA came back first, because yeah. this was quite simple. It's mm. as much to do about the women's team as anything else. Um, the FCA then come back, which means it's not money laundering, it's not this, it's not that, it's not the other. There was a reasonable expectation that once the FCA had done theirs, the Premier League's view would follow soon afterwards, mm. right? Um, and there was clear briefing, clear as, you know, the lights on brightly. Um, and the only difference between the different sources I got was whether it was going to be last week or the very beginning of this week. Now, of course, the, the, the 15th being when the PSR stuff comes out makes you think it's not that. It didn't happen last week, so I checked my sources and I got told um, it's, it's now expected, stroke assumed, that that decision will come out Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. this week. Until Richard Masters said yesterday, it's weeks away. Yeah. yeah. And we've spoken offline and it's like VAR, mate. Someone's clearly offside but they take three or four minutes to check it out, right? Now, VAR are doing that if you're on their side just to make sure they get it right, yeah? Or they're looking for a reason not to give the goal or yeah. not to give the penalty or the opposite, right? Why do you take so long to keep looking at the same thing which perhaps doesn't look like you want it to look? I've no idea whether the Premier League really have their preferred outcome Mm. But I'm totally on side with anybody, regardless of what you do or don't want to happen, that surely they've had long enough. That's it. My, surely. Yeah. And, and as soon as uh, Master said what he said, I sent a message to the PR agency who looks after 777 and said, where are you at? You mm. know? Yeah. And, and I tweeted the answer, which was very simplistically, we've given them the, everything they asked for. So all I can assume is that Masters, before he goes into this committee meeting yesterday, yeah. he asks his person, "Where are we at with Triple Seven? Because I'm bound to get, an, you know, I'm, I'm bound to get a, a question about it." Yeah, and he gets told, "Well, uh, we're not totally happy with some of the answers we've had." Mm. It's quite possible Triple Seven didn't know that they're not happy with the answers. <laughs> until yeah. Masters blabbed it in a committee. So, that, yeah. um, so I just think he's struggling to keep his head above water. Mm. There's, there's lots of things happening all at the same time. <coughs> he's damned if he does and he's damned if he doesn't. And that's why you get the pressured stuff of small clubs. It's The rules are for small clubs as well, not just for big ones sort of thing. Um, so where am I at with it? I, I think they need to say why they haven't made a decision. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we had back in December in the no type saying, and journalists built upon this, didn't they, that that Triple Seven are um, not going to fund the club beyond January. Yeah. I'm not convinced that's true, but hey ho. Mm. Um, and that presumably was, and I haven't asked anyone at Triple Seven this, by the way, so it's just a personal opinion. I'm guessing that's trying, they were trying to put pressure on them for a decision. Mm. We all know that if you're waiting for a decision, and it's way overdue, it's not good. Yeah. Right? Um, time kills deals and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So in this example, when you and I have talked about it on, on the business stuff, we've thought, well, perversely, the longer it goes, surely it's the more likely it is to get 
told yes. Yeah, yeah. And yet lots of people will say, surely the answer's going to be Can't no. It's going to be no the other way, And yeah. so maybe, just maybe, these guys at the Premier League who clearly we know from the PSR stuff have got flaky processes. Mm. The, the fit and proper owners and directors test clearly is getting put under stress by mm. the type of organisation 777 are. Because yeah. I guess 777 have given them loads of squeaky clean answers to all the things that really matter. Yeah. But you've still got all this noise about litigation here, there and everywhere. Mm. So maybe, just maybe, they're stuck. If we say yes, we're going to get battered. If we say no, we're going to get battered. But we do have to make a decision. Mm. And, and the, the idea, it's interesting, journalists seem to have taken it, and I, I think 777 quite cutely have taken what Masters said is to mean we'll have an answer within a couple of weeks. Mm. My take on it was it's weeks away and I'm not putting a, t a, a time on it. Yeah. I also intuitively think they might go and do the easy thing and approve Jim Ratcliffe first. Richard which then would give them a problem because you just well, hang on a minute, you've had this other one. Well, that would just prove what he said yesterday. Absolutely, it? it would prove. Well, flip of the month. Sorry, uh, mm. uh, you know one of one of the big clubs has joined the queue, so mm. you'll just have to wait your turn. Oh, of course, yeah. So it's got to happen soon. It's got to. Just going back to what I was saying before. See, this is what makes me laugh. There's a story in the Telegraph, right? Wolves took the bold step of selling 17 players in the summer to avoid future punishment from the Premier League. And there's a quote from Gary O'Neill. We are delighted the club managed to correct things. It's... Where's the context in that? Like, there's no context in that story. What you're basically saying is, we didn't get punished because we haven't got 17 players to sell. Mm. And, and we haven't we... got yours, man. That's who moves And they only, got, they, only got, they only got out of it because they sold the other fella to bloody Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they were done with us. But they're the yeah. stories. It's like, we're not me mentioning Everton, but we're having a swipe at you by going, look at Wolves, they're good boys. It's like, there's no context to that whatsoever. We didn't need to sell 17 players. We, we are, we are, we're in the green for our net spend. Mm. So, <laughs> it's like, the, this is what I'm talking about, about getting in front of the story. It's like, someone has got to get out there and give people context of why we are where we are. And if we if we think we haven't broke the rules, we need to tell everybody then why mm. and what, the prob what we're fighting. And then people can make a judgment rather than, you broke the rules, you spent... Not like the way when the first one was coming around and it was like, you spent all that money on all those plays in 2017. Mm. It's like... Yeah, it was two, 2017, mate. It's, mm. What's it got to do with now? Mm. There's this idea. No, every time we hear Evan have spent one billion in the, and you're like, yeah, mate, that happened over like ten years ago or something. We need someone to get in front of these stories. No one at the club capable of it. And not, yeah, not, hang got knock that. Never say, never say no. No, that's it's... unfair because there probably is people. Kate, sorry, there's no one at the club capable. I know. Giving someone the power to say that. They are that spending makes sense. lots of money. Yeah. Which is curious because this is a financial breach mm. to defend themselves with yeah. super silks, you know, top, top, top barristers type of thing. Oh, he's going on the wall, by the way, if he gets us off and putting them <laughs> on the back of one yeah, of these. But the reality is, is and, and I know I use my soundbite of doing the right thing and doing mm. things right. In legal terms, that second one, doing the right thing, mm. right? That's natural justice. Mm. And it's not natural justice. I think. Double jeopardy is another phrase, isn't it? Mm. The, the double jeopardy one does have a technical description of what it means, but mm. natural justice would say a couple of things, wouldn't it? One, it would say you can't get punished twice for the same thing. Yeah. And the other one, and you see all this all the time if you watch a drama on the telly. Mm. Um, oh, and Baz has been a naughty boy, right? Mm. And we're going to punish him. And then you ask, well, I've done these other things I should have done. Would you take them into consideration mm. at the same time? Yeah. So you don't keep coming back to court for of another, course, yeah, another for speeding offence or another whatever yeah, yeah, it might yeah, be. Yeah. And so if the Premier League knew or suspected, and they've been working closely with Everton for all these years, that they were going to breach again mm. in 22-23, they should have done that when they did as last October. Mm. So listen, well, let's do it all at the same time, guys. Mm. Let's do it all at the same time. We've as a football club, have breached the rules. We've had crap, super crap, off-field leadership, mm. okay? And, the you know, things are coming home to roost. But then, and this is where I th I'm totally on side with what Ped's saying, right? Which is, part of having your client journalist is you move the focus onto something else. Mm. 
so that you're not looking at Man City. Of course, yeah. Chelsea. Mm. You're not looking at the processes, mm. how ineffective they are. You're not looking at the, at the poor, very poor, certainly based on yesterday's performance, chief executive that you've got in post, mm. right? And all the cognitive bias and conscious or subconscious and all these sorts of things, right? At a time when this brand is seen around the world and generates billions in broadcast revenues and, and those sorts of things. And a beneficiary of that scale is that chief exec himself who earns a couple of million pounds a year, right? So everyone has vested interests. Nobody is independent, right? We're not independent. We're Everton fans for crying out loud. But the nuance, as you just said, Ped, about look how good Wolves are. Baz said it a few minutes ago. Well, at least not Forest. Sorry, guys. Nottingham Forest have owned up. Hmm? The Premier League. I, that wasn't my point. I was saying that's what I yesterday was a view. That know, was a no, view no, I'm that with was you, given. I'm with you, but, why it was different. But the Premier League had announced that both clubs, right, had acknowledged they'd breached the regulations. Hmm. Do you know what that really is a spin on? They filled a form in. That has a number greater than 105 on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said before. Yeah. It's not going, oh, it's we did te it. It's technically, both clubs have to submit a PSR. By you handing in that form, you are admitting it, aren't you? Yeah. Literally. But then you're going to come to court, if you like, and explain why you don't think it's true. And I think Baz has just touched the point. And I've done an article for MTAG. I don't know when that will go out, Baz, probably today, tomorrow, whenever it is. But the crazy thing here is... At one end of the potential outcome of the appeal and then the subsequent 22-23 trial, at one extreme is some stupid amount of points deductions, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 20 or whatever, whatever in yeah. total. At the other extreme is none. And mm -hmm. you just called it out a few minutes ago, Baz. It's not crazy to get to a situation where the two forensic accountants argue the toss in front of the, the appeal committee uh, uh, commission and they conclude, actually, all those interest payments that you want to capitalise, blah, 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 they should actually be on the stadium side. Mm. And Everton go, well, that means we didn't breach it last time and we're not breaching mm. it this time. Mm. So actually, no case to answer. That's the other extreme. Now, my fear is... Politically, that's horrific. You can't just have your equivalent of Howard Webb saying, oops, sorry, you know, that man shouldn't have been sent off. There's so much turmoil and damage being done, mm. you know, basically in nine, ten months since last March. But for the outcome to be, they didn't do anything mm. wrong as far as the rules are concerned. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And Forrest will jump on the back of that and say, well, we don't think we've been done anything wrong either certainly from a points deduction perspective and while all that's going on the distraction of we're changing the rules because they're crap but they won't be ready in time for the start of next season that's acknowledgement in my world that they're very unlikely to do anyone else next summer because they want the new rules in place first yeah Madness. It's all a bit mad. Uh, Prim Travels says, uh, Palace fan here, absolutely disgusting comment. We're all big clubs in this league. Exactly, mate. That's right. Everyone yeah. should be We're all equal. Exactly the same. And, it, it, you know, Bournemouth, another one where people say they're a small club or whatever. They're all in the Premier League. So, therefore, you know, just on the triple seven thing, Paul Quinn, Paul Yesk, as a is happy with the fact that they um he says why would any due diligence process still be at least weeks away from um four months after the process started the time right. for, time for machinery to acknowledge triple sevens unsuitability reject them and allow suitable parties to rescue the club but who are these suitable parties that that's what i would I, say what i would say on that is uh, sorry it's not it's not it's not for the guy Farhad Mashiri, mm. who's seeking to sell his mm. shares to Triple Seven partners to exit a process because the Premier League are incapable of concluding it. Mm. I'm just saying. Unless we forget, it was the same process that said Farhad Mashiri, yeah. all the owners are legitimate mm. and fit and proper. Mm. Yeah. And no, I'm just saying. I'm just reading out what, what Paul you know. says. No, no, I know. About I mean, it. Paul, 
But I don't. I again, just to reiterate, I haven't seen. I haven't seen another suitable party because if if they're hiding in the shadows, make yourself known, then people, ladies and gents, make yourself known. Well, they will, as and when this one falls down. And but that's we... a, it's a huge gamble, and if you really want something, you're going. Well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll. Oh, Dave bought it. Oh, okay. I nearly well, had it. But we can we can unpack that though, and that's you know Paul's right. Okay, uh, you know, four months plus whatever it is, and the chief execs flippantly, maybe arrogantly, saying, "Oh, it's weeks away yet." Mm. That's not a process. They've come up with a sunny day plan that says something happens every two weeks for this for these alleged transgressions of PSR. Mm. But something as simple as prove where the money's coming from, prove you can fund the business, prove, prove, prove. And the guys trying to do we want to be the owners believe they've given everything they've been asked for mm. and there's still not an answer. I don't think personally the answer is for Machiri and or Triple Seven to pull away. Yeah. But I'm not surprised that anyone who's out there who thinks they'd like to own the club themselves and are potentially, you know, as Paul would see it, better owners in quotes than, than the ones that, that, that are being debated now, <coughs> they're not going to show their hand, Baz, because if they become the only show in town, they're going to get a much better Oh, deal. yeah, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I so, get the other side to it, but I'm just saying if it's... I, to me, that's still a risky strategy if you really want it. it is, yeah. If you're sort of looking and going... I'm not really that bothered, but if it if it comes up, we'll take it. I get that. So you wait. If you really genuinely want it, you come and you come and, and muddy the waters, don't you? And go, these fellas are dodgy. We're not come and check us out. We're clean. We want it. The fact we can that, do it now. Blah blah blah. The blah. fact that somebody else wants to buy Farhad Mashiri's shares mm. will have no impact at all on the Premier League. No, I know. It just said, creates. I'm going to sell to it them. It creates the other aspect, doesn't it? No, that's what I'm saying, and I think. That is obviously what Paul means, doesn't he? Go and speak to Farad and go, we'll, we've got no baggage. We can have this tied up in whatever, blah, 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 if, if they really want it. Obviously, nobody hasn't, nobody's done it. Nobody's been able to convince Farad Mashiri that, that they, they're ready to go. They have got the money, can be done quickly. They want to rescue. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise, he would have surely well, would have just gone. The simple thing is, is it, is it not? We're getting into some deep, yeah, too yeah, deep yeah. on this, really. But. Someone like Triple Seven allegedly have um, put 150 million quid or whatever it is mm. to support the day-to-day -day running of the business, mm. right? And that currently is debt, isn't it? Right? My understanding is that if they become successful at acquiring the football club, they'll convert that to equity, which is what Fahad Mashiri has done in the past, nice. right? So that debt goes away. Yeah. Okay. Farhad Mashiri himself will write off the debt that the club has to him. Mm. Now, I can't imagine how or what or whatever a, another potential owner, whether the US based or whatever, yeah. how, if they're prepared to do those sorts of things. Mm. And well, until they've lent Everton 150 million quid, they can't convert it to equity, anyway, can they? Yeah. So if you end up with a different owner, mm. I mean, not Mashiri, not 777, but Zebedee Incorporated. Yeah. Zebedee Incorporated will buy a business called Everton, which mm. owns Mashiri hundreds of millions of pounds, which owns 777 hundreds of millions of pounds, and potentially right of media funding hundreds of millions of pounds. And they'll start trying to tell those people, mm. if you don't take some pence on the pound, yeah. we'll fold it mm. and you'll get nothing. Right? Now, that's administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bang, nailed on nine points. Yeah. Right? So, it the devil is in the detail, mm. you know? And Mashiri's answer to that noise is, and he hasn't produced any evidence for the rest of us to be able to believe him or disbelieve him, I suppose, right? Is, therefore, in his <laughs> view, the best people are 777. Okay. Which is madness, because mm. none of us know that other than... You know, that's what he says, and yet he's the guy who fundamentally got us in this mess. Mad. Um, Scary. Our Premier members, some questions from them. Gary Borders, Hardy. Uh, Benjamin says, if the Premier League had any clash about them, they should have said we can't judge Everton's latest PSR report until after the appeal has been judged upon, because in reality, no one knows what the outcome will be. So therefore, proves they're incompetent at best. There is no doubt the appeal will take place first before mm. us or Forrest go into the courtroom into again. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, Stan says, all right, lads, agree. Totally, definitely a bias being shown. He's admitted it again. Let's hope the powers that be have listened. Uh, Jonathan says, yesterday was a good watch, but he did show his true colours. Yeah. And he sits in the same boat as Rishi Sunak. Mm-hmm. Um, David Gandhi says, I see Matt Hughes is back. Is he? Has Matt done it? I've not he seen must him. have done something today that Evan have finished or something. Um, <clears throat> Matt C says, the biggest thing for me has always been that it's applied mid-season. That came up yesterday. Mm. And Masters himself mentioned the removing of an asterisk, which itself is telling. Now we have two teams with an asterisk, several others with pending asterisks. Who's in Europe? Who's top of the league? Who's in the relegation zone? Nobody knows. This is worse than the COVID season. Stan says, we don't need sympathy. We need the facts presented correctly. Um, Masters is smug says Conrad he said a bit more about him but I won't repeat it Paul says non-committal corporate uh, obfuscation is it uh, the arrogance emanating from Masters is very tangible the Premier League clearly believe it's our train set it's our rules and are terrified of regulation because they'll be exposed for what they are wouldn't disagree with that uh, DJ Spuddles says, uh, I think we're missing a massive point. Chelsea admitted breaches and were waived unpunished because the new ownership was in the process of being ratified by the Premier League. Masters said as much yesterday. We're also in that situation. Everton are also awaiting a new owner ratification by the Premier League. The issue is one of the threads we should be pulling. This issue is one of the threads we should be pulling on. Well, that comes down to the commission, doesn't it? Ultimately, there's nothing in terms of that. There's nothing we can really do about that till we get into the commission. That's that's the Premier League basically just say you've done, you've gone over, and there you go. Mm. So, uh, Glenn says all Premier League clubs are equal. It's just that six are more equal than others. <laughs> Nick Williams says we all know if we get them points back if the super silk super silk does his magic, they'll shaft us on the pitch like they have been doing anyway. We're far. We will get the shitty end of the stick on everything because we got one over on them. But it's already happening, isn't it? So we're kind of already coping with that as it, as we speak, aren't we? We've seen that in recent games. They've made sure that we haven't been given anything in recent games. Um, and they changed three of our results, didn't they? With decisions. So what can you do? Um, Everton are playing tonight, believe it or Are-dy? not. Yeah, FA Cup. Um, third round replay they will face Luton Town who won at Bolton last night if they've been well Palace or Everton will face Luton Town because they beat Bolton 2-1 last night West Ham went out yeah. in a very feisty game Moyes wasn't happy was he about the VAR he spoke out about there being no VAR at the ground said it's a joke that it's not it's in the tournament at some grounds and not shouldn't be at any ground yeah mm. and, and and the more more people mm. uh, who speak hard about it the better and to be fair to him yeah, they had a couple of decisions went against them, mm. VAR-wise. But they also got away with a couple as well. Well, Ben Rahman deserved to be sent off. Well, I said that. Right, but there was a couple of other ones. Cleswell was done and done someone. Mm. Although Joe Williams was tackling the first half, which Leon Osman said was sound. Would have been a red card in the Premier League, let's be honest. Yeah, same as the um, thing goes, wasn't he? The Liverpool players at Tottenham. Mm. Going, going over the ball, out of control. But hey ho! But the game tonight, um, there's lots of stories going round that Abdullah Decore is injured and will be missing a game for, depending whatever you believe, two to four weeks. We'll see later. But what do you think the manager does tonight? Then the with... manager hasn't got a clue what to do. I'm sorry, he just asked. No, so that. what would what should he do in your opinion? Then if that is the case, no Decore. I mean, he kind of hinted there'd be no. He'd have to play either. Harrison at number ten and play. Dan Juma on the left <laughs> and play McNeil. McNeil on the right. But the manager, I can say this, the manager has not got a clue. Mm. What about the decor? He hasn't got a clue. He hasn't got a clue. Got clue. Has not Decore. solved the problem. Mm. He's not solved the problem since he's been at the entire club because he's changed it multiple times. So mm. he has to come up with something. That Would is... you go four four two and play Beto and Dom and just try and mix it up a um, little bit? Takes away from what he likes though, doesn't it? Mm. takes away from from the kind of second striker that he likes unless you could work on better or even Dom to do that role but I don't know maybe put Dom in that role maybe 
work between the lines. Maybe you could find a different side of him. Get him going a little bit. Who knows? But if he is out, the manager has to start coming up with something because it's his biggest Achilles heel. Mm. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's grim because he has seen what the team is like mm-hmm. without without Abdullah Decore. Um If it was a month again, that'd be a hammer blow. But we're still a few weeks, you know, we're three weeks away from playing yeah, next Premier League game, the Premier League game, you know. So forget about the FA Cup. Two home games in that, and you can think a slightly. I think it's away. It's key. He's key away from home for us. So we'll just have to see what what he can do. Personally, I'd play four four two tonight. Hmm? I'd just give them a go for an hour, and and have you've got options. You've got players you can who you can move around slightly. Hmm. As in, you know, Andre Gomez can play there, of course. You, Lewis Dobbin could play wide. You could play Harrison off the off the strike. You could play McNeil off the striker. Um. But if it was me, if I was Dice tonight, I'd play I'd play a four four two and just mix it up and, and just be a little bit more direct. Go back to front, set someone closer down, get wide, get crosses into the penalty area for the two strikers to go at. If he wants the insurance of three midfielders, go two or three at the back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And play three five two. Because you're still getting that that midfield yeah. grabbing hold of it you can still compete in midfield you've still got wide areas Patterson on one side Michalenko on the other you could play you could play Dwight inside I mean he's kind of done that hasn't he? he's gone a 4-3-4-3 four, three, four, three a couple of times mm. with two trying to play close to the striker but I definitely I would definitely look at look at better with Dom because it'd give it'd give him an opportunity to see if it can work in some Premier League games there might be times it can mm. work but He's going to have to come up with something. Well, he is, isn't he? Because, and, and this again just reiterates that we definitely need to go and bring in at least one player this window. Midfielder, and we need someone who can play off the foot, off the, the front line. And, and that as well. Um, because otherwise, we are an injury. But we're too down, aren't we? No Ashley Young, no Madisagana Gay. Mm-hmm. They can make. No decor, you know. So they can three, make then. a difference to yeah, yeah. how we set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's no decor, let's just start a tennis team or something. You have to rely on one person, then, don't you? And if you're aliens, it'll get into doubles. That's right. I, I think the whole thing small is. Small squad, isn't it? At least. It suits us. It does suit Having us. Small Unless squad. we get called up to Davis Cup. Still only like five minutes, though. Yeah, yeah we mean. wouldn't be in charge of the Davis Cup, would we? No, <coughs> no but it, they have got it. They have got to look to do something in the low market this month, mm-hmm. just to give him bodies. Because you, you're asking him to go to, you know, he's at the moment he's the chief engagements officer. He's admitted yesterday that basically we sold and, and got rid of players he would have liked to have kept for the squad. He'd come out and said it. We've also sold kids. He probably didn't really want to sell yeah, Tom Cannon. Tom he wanted Cannon, to give yeah. him a year and have a look at him. Everton were like, we've got money for him. We have to let him go now. Okay. So you've took that away from him. He's got no... Kind of fans. No CEO. <laughs> He's got no... The only thing we have got is fans. Mm-hmm. We've got no CEO, no real board. In, you know, we were making we're, we're proper rudderless. decisions. We're rudderless once again. And we haven't got a squad for him. Once so again, the manager really is know what the manager is the spokesman. The manager is the spokesman for the entire club. That's Evan. It's Evan, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. Cardine says, uh, I know it's a crazy option, but just get Lingard in for six months. Is it the way, listen, character-wise, we don't need Jesse Lingard, crikey, but as someone who might get you a couple of goals and create something, Do you think, we let me might just need Jesse question, Lingard. Though, let me just ask you this question yeah, just before on. we wrap up. Go ahead. Do you think, in a way, Everton have to even be very careful bringing plays in just for PR? Just for, for PSR? It, but no, for how it looks. Oh, for how it looks. But if it's loans. No, I know, but... I'm not. I'm not saying I mean, this or it is. I'm I, just saying if Evan were to bring and say Jesse Lingard, right? Mm. Do you think PR wise, well, that could look like a really bad move in terms of like, well, you've got no money and you're supposed to be selling players, and 
and you've brought this fella in who's on a hundred thousand pounds. But what are we going? Because he's not on a hundred thousand pounds. Because it's mm. the same with thing with Delhi. Mm. When we brought Delhi in, we paid we paid twenty. You know, we paid twenty million. Yeah, he meant forty, wasn't he? Yeah, and Sky all, yeah. Us forty million. You know, and all mm. this kind of thing. I, I just wonder whether that that ever enters the equation of like, you know, we've got to be very careful about what we do um, in the in the PR stakes. It's because this is the mess, wouldn't it? This is the absolute. I know, mess. but I, I don't think. I don't think that should be. Um, I don't think that should be a reason not to do no, it. I, I agree with you. No, I, but I'm saying you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Me personally, agree with you. I'd just go. Yeah, I'm bringing him in. The 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 issue the toss. issue is you, you, <clears throat> we got rid of 17 players. That's that's part of the thing you're up against, isn't it? Mm. But, but that's a it's a, independent commissions aren't independent. They've got ears and they've got eyes to no, see. No. They no, can't no, be no. hidden. None of this can be hidden from them. And if people walk into a room and they've got um, already got pre- a certain preconceived ideas in their head, mm. you just the human beings, aren't they? You know, you the whole thing we've heard of them. You you sold Dean, and then you brought in a right back. It's like, yeah, we need but to- Everton should be if they've got a decent KC. Oh no, they should be able to to prove to them that that's just nonsense, isn't it? You know what I mean, don't you? You know what I mean. Rod Ross says, just bring Hammers back to wind the Premier League up. Get Hibbert in. Get them all back. <laughs> Get the band back together. Put bids in. Put bids in for players. Going off for like 37 million for Lukaku or something and just offer. It doesn't matter if you can buy them. Put bids in. Get people's heads falling off everywhere. Um, Dex says, come on, Blues. Over a thousand watching. Get them likes up. You should be liking and subscribing. You've come here. You sound like Richard Masters now by not liking and subscribing. It's really, really poor. Right. I heard, I heard Richard Masters <coughs> did like the video, and that's what makes these people watching even worse. Mm. If Masters is throwing a like on the video, yeah. then that's poor that other people haven't. Um, John had sent me a picture of Richard Masters' wiki page. It's, it's a very, very interesting read. Very, very interesting read. So go and check it out. Um, right. We will be live on more than a game at half two. So. It just come the link will be here. Just stay where you are, leave it on. Join us over there for more football chat. Do it. Do it. Do it. Why wouldn't you? We'll see you in about I don't know, what is it, twelve minutes or so? We have three more likes. I'm not going off till it's, we get it's oh, yeah, it's You've done well done. Well hang on, let me see. Let me see subscribes. Let me see subscribes. Seven to take it over eight hundred six to take it over eighty three thousand eight hundred. Six people, six of you. That just goes bing. Oh, subscribe. Second. It's up to you. It's up to you. If you don't, basically, you're Richard Masters' best mate. Yeah. That's up to you. If when you he, are, fine. No problem he, with that. When he, and I'm sure he he's got mates. by fruit machines. Tells you what to do. Tells you what to do. And then touch when you lose your money because you didn't do it right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, MB says, Baz, I thought you said we wouldn't get done. Well, there's two things with that. First of all, I don't know Evan's books. And there's lots of people who are far more qualified than me who have said Everton are well within their um, the PSR stuff. Paul Quinn knows a million times more than I do about profit and loss and PSR and all that. Is adamant, still adamant that Everton haven't failed it. So there you go. If you're looking at numbers that are there, Everton should be well in. But I don't know all the other numbers, do I? Danny Russell, rules are being broken. Take the what rules? What rules? Take the punishments. What we have for ten points down, mate. Go and read the whole thing, Danny, and then come back and then say, "Oh yeah, you've broke the rules because of this." We'll see. We will see, won't we? But just and Danny, just give us a just a little bit, a little bit of um, insight in who you support. Just before we go, I want to hang on for 30 seconds to see what team you support. Well said, Emma. Well said. I didn't think we would get a points deduction because I thought people had brain cells. Come on, Danny, tell us who you support. You're quick at typing. Take the punishment. Take the punishment. Well, come on then. Who do you support? I'll give you 27 seconds to type. Come on, mate. Let us know. Come on, Dan. Come on, Big Dan. 
Come on, quick, before the uh, before the teacher takes your phone off you. Oh, there you go. No further questions. Who is it? <laughs> Who do you think? No further questions. Could be anyone at this point. It's a red. Oh, I mean, the, the, the least intelligent ones as well. Yeah. Not the ones who understand football. No. See you, Dan. See you, mate. Right, we're going. See you in a bit. Bye. But you'll never walk.